0: Hello lovers, welcome to You Gotta Love It, the show where you tell us and the rest of the world the things that you love that we might have missed, the show where you come to discover the best things you never knew existed, and the show where you force us to sit through the worst entertainment you can find and say, well, you gotta love it. Not even drunk. Not even drunk.
1: Totally sober. Seemingly quite alert.
0: Somehow did it. Somehow. It's all this healthy buns, buns food. Yeah. Well... My name is Koji. I am a part-time health food eater, apparently, and full-time lip smacker. <laughs> and with me, <laughs> as always, is my good friend and simple Simon, who met a pie man. Andrew Patterson, cuz we just ate pie. Yep. All right. All right indeed. What's uh How was your weekend, Andrew?
1: i a little tired. It was great. I had a good weekend. Um just hanging out with lots of cool people, having good barbecues uh, at said cool people's homes and uh going on grueling bike rides um as well this morning, which it was a beautiful day for it, but I am mentally and physically exhausted. That movie kind of picked me up though a yeah. little bit.
0: For the listener's sake, those cool people that Andrew's mentioning are just podcast alumni. Um Daryl uh, Graham. All the superstars. Myself. Bennett, Bennett Slater. Slater. And soon-to-be podcast alum... Uh, not name Tom. It. Yeah. It. Not it. Tom.
1: Yeah. Just not Tom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nimit. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, it was good. It was great.
0: So that movie that Andrew was speaking of that kind of picked him up a little bit was none other than Punisher Warzone, which is the second in the Punisher series... Not to be mistaken for the Punisher series on Netflix, but which isn't even out yet. does just been announced, but yeah. he was in Daredevil season two. But the Marvel Knights yeah. series, which is cool. Uh, I really
1: liked the alternate card, Marvel the, intro. The, yeah, the title card for Marvel Knights, and yeah. I don't remember ever seeing that before. And I was like, that is pretty fucking cool. Yeah, I mean... Just slightly edgier, a little bit more aggressive. For sure. of the Marvel Studios thing. And black and
0: white as well. Yeah. I uh, I mean, I've never seen... This looks incredibly dangerous here. Yeah, way. probably. Koji's probably so.
1: pouring a glass of water literally inch, mere inches from
0: the most wires. I've never seen the Ghost Rider films. Mm. So I don't know if that had a Marvel Night intro. Maybe. That probably did, actually.
1: But, I uh, haven't seen them either. Another Nicolas Cage classic. Ghost Rider is going to be in season four of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, really? Yeah, the new Ghost Rider, though, the one that drives that sweet muscle car. actually looks kind of cool, even though that... I mean, I've watched all three seasons of that show, full disclosure, mm-hmm. even though it's
0: really not good, but it could be cool.
1: Anyway, Punisher for Warzone.
0: Well, I was just about to say before we get on to that, that oh, uh, yeah. Ghost Rider made me think of Nicolas Cage, and we should do an all-Nick Cage episode. Oh, yeah, we could do several of them, because
1: he's got so many what i would classify as hidden gems and so many you gotta love it. it's like oh yeah there's a good four or five movie season that are fantastic
0: have you seen wicker man
1: no <laughs> so that would be the you gotta love it
0: oh it definitely
1: would be but then you got like i mean i've seen all of the hidden gems i think raising yeah. arizona that's a matchstick man
0: have you seen uh, the
1: adaptation well, adaptation is That's fantastic. a fucking great movie. Yeah, it's I was going to
0: say Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, no, New Orleans. I haven't seen it. That is a hidden gem. Have you seen,
1: is it Leaving Las Vegas?
0: That is also a great movie. But mind you, I haven't seen most, like, Leaving Las Vegas, Raising Arizona. I haven't seen those movies in a very long time. Yeah, so. he's young and raising Arizona. How about Snake Eyes?
1: No, I don't even I I'm aware of that movie. but 8 I millimeter. Seen it.
0: I could go on forever, man, knowing I've seen Knowing. There was another one that came out around that time that was a kind of like end, and the, national, end of the world. Is he National Treasure or is that Brennan Fraser? No, he's definitely a National Treasure. Brennan Fraser is the mummy. Right. And the mummy returns. <laughs> That's right. Anyway, we are all talking... We're talking about movies that are not our hidden gem. So back to Punisher Warzone. Uh, we're, so uh,
1: we the both of the things that we had to watch today, we were recommended by... Uh, Ni- or uh, actually, I might even be pronouncing his name wrong. Nico? Nico Rudolph? It sounds we met, about right. We met him at Fan Expo mm-hmm. last weekend. Last weekend? Was that last weekend? It feels like so long ago. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, pretty brilliant artist. He was doing all these cool black and white drawings that he would then apply th- like a traditional
0: red and blue, red 3D, and blue effect.
1: 3D effect to. And then like he had like 3D glasses you could get at his at his little booth and like. I was blown away actually at the depth that he was able to get out of some of those drawings. I, you know, like even like the mass produced 3d effects that you would get back in the day when those were like a thing that, you know, was a little bit more like as a kid, you got like cool, like sticker books or color, you know, with like (laughs) 3d pages. And it was like, Oh, it's, it doesn't really do anything. It's not really 3d. These were fucking 3d and they were, pretty funny too a lot of funny bears and dinosaur bear and dinosaur stuff anyway he recommended both of the movies today Mm -hmm. shout outs to him we can we can link them up yeah i Uh, will try and do that but he told us to watch punisher warzone and think of it as a dark comedy which it kind of is well yeah i don't i mean i don't think it at all intends to be that
0: there are, well, I guess there are moments, but like some of it is... Well, okay, I don't know about com- comedy, but it definitely intends to be kind of goofy. O- over the top in a comic book way. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, like The Dark Knight or something. Like, or The Punisher
1: like, in the Netflix one where right. it's like there's nothing comical about it. It's or any of the Netflix be- series, really. Yeah. This is more of a... Um, yeah, like when he's gonna when the one guy's gonna arrest that dude, and they're in the kitchen, and then Punisher, just while he's holding that girl the he just <laughs> takes his shotgun and shoots off the top of the guy's head.
0: There's just like a lot of
1: extreme violence out of nowhere in this film. Extreme violence. He punches through a guy's face. Like, <laughs> That's true. Like literally through his face. What are some other? Oh yeah, he throws that guy, impales that guy on that sharp fence, and then jumps off a building and lands on his head. Yeah, like a wrestling move, sort of. But like from like stories up.
0: Think of like Hulk Hogan's flying elbow, but instead of off the top rope, it's off the fifth floor. My
1: absolute favorite part is the cool parkour dudes that you're like, oh, like this is gonna be a thing, and
0: then. (laughs) Well, that's a comedy element right there. yeah. Yeah,
1: and then when, and you're like, oh, what a, give me a break! They're trying to make like parkour, a thi- you know, parkour is a thing, but like they're clearly, for the first little bit of the movie, you think that these villains that are like these thugs that do parkour, it's going to be some like crazy, like hardcore fight scene. Yeah. But then when they're jumping across a roof, the one guy's doing like a backflip and... <laughs> just from off camera a fucking rocket just like flies off screen and just hits him and blows him up in the air
0: yeah he then proceeds to shoot one of the other guys directly in the head and the other guy just in the kneecap both kneecaps (laughs)
1: And then that's the guy that he th- impales on the fence after th- he throws him off the building and then he jumps on his head. Anyway, it, the if point If this sounds is it's, crazy, it's
0: because it's crazy. It is crazy and it's super
1: over the top. It's like, mm. it's so colorful for like a dark night Marvel. It's almost like Batman and Robin colorful. Yeah. A well, lot of neon, lot of I, like I was bright, gonna say saturated colors. This
0: is kind of a mix between like the most extreme Tim Burton Batman film and the first Batman film you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So because there's there's like neon lights, but it still has some of the seriousness, yeah, I- a- as the first Batman film. So it's like it's not, yeah, you know, there's no Jim Carrey running around in tights or anything. But some interesting casting choices as well. Dennis, Jigsaw, Dennis Nedry, Jigsaw as, as uh, the Mcnulty. Who, Mcnulty, yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: I actually thought the Jigsaw was pretty great. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's cool, because we at the beginning we we're like, who is the vi- who's it gonna be? Who's the character gonna be? And then like, of course, uh, one of the other ridiculous, violent, uh, violent scenes is when the Punisher throws a guy in like a recycling facility into like a giant like glass vat, bottle vat, grinder. Yeah, vat of like broken glass, which it then like compacts and grinds the glass into dust, I guess, to melt it down to like recycle it, and then turns it on. And basically it just like, you know, mangles him as you would expect. And I was like, who could this be? And then like, he of course ends up looking like this crazy Frankenstein because he survives it. And some crazy plastic surgeon stitches his face back together using horse hide and steel plates or something like that.
0: Oh, so this is, this part here is what kind of made me love this film because it's such a like old school classic movie moment they're like boss boss and his name's like whatever it is like like billy yeah and they're like billy we got to go after him he's like no i'm not billy billy is dead from now on you'll refer to me as jigsaw yeah after just looking
1: out the window at like an ad in times square of like a statue of liberty jigsaw puzzle that's what he decided
0: it's kind of like that episode. pretty cool yeah anyway
1: his eye was really fucked up looking. Yeah, the entire convincing, time convincingly over the top villain.
0: It was uh, good. the The accents kind of um,
1: yeah, they were in and out. Kind of sometimes they was in out, New but... York, but sometimes they sounded Boston. Sometimes they sounded New York. Sometimes they were just really mangled English.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: But um, I don't know. Like, I think definitely going into it, not expecting it to be like a hidden gem, like Coherence or Blue Ruin, but like a hidden gem in that this is a movie you guys are going to enjoy if you go in expecting it to be just a dark comedy. Right. We both, I think, can definitely say that we did enjoy watching this movie because it was just like we were openly laughing at times. Yeah. Which is, you kind of feel almost, it's sort of disturbing to me, even when it's like comically over the top. Yeah. Like finding that shit funny. But like, come on, guy doing like a cartwheel flip between buildings and he just gets hit by a fucking, (laughs) like single oh
0: man but i think it's because we know all the like common tropes of these movies that when when something like totally ridiculous happens you just can't help but laugh
1: like the first the first thing that kind of cut so there's like a scene where the opening scene of the movie is basically like a meeting of like the like mafia families or whatever the various families yeah and then like the lights go out Uh, at, like, the big dinner, and then the Punisher is just, like, standing on the table, and he lights these flares, and everybody's just like, what the fuck? And then he just, like, murders absolutely everybody in the entire building, except for, like, one guy who escapes.
0: He straddles a chandelier and then hangs... And, And
1: hangs from it and spins around doing, like, some Matrix, just like...
0: Well, it's just, like, straight out of that scene from Boondock Saints or something. Oh, yeah.
1: But, like, there's a part in that sequence where, after he's totally jangled like this whole room yeah. in like the grossest ways. Like the matriarch of the family, he just like breaks her neck like two different ways after like <laughs> kicking, kicking like a plate through a guy's jaw and like put it, severing his head into or something. This guy like tries to throw, hit him with a chair and he just, he, but like the way that he throws it, it's like he picks the chair up by the legs, right? Instead of like the back of the chair mm-hmm. and the Punisher just puts his foot up and like stops like, the guy trying to, like, push the chair at him and then just kicks backward, like, pushes back with his foot and one of the legs of the chair just goes through the guy's eye socket and, like, out the back of his head. And you're just like, what? This is, like, five minutes into the movie and you're just like, what the... F- what is
0: happening? I will say this movie is very heavy on the impaling. There's just a yeah. l- There's a lot of impaling going on left, right, and center. They were using a lot of corn syrup,
1: too, because it had that, like, heavy, like you know, not necessarily, Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously there's not a lot of like realism in this movie to begin with, but like, yeah, but it was like, he would like shoot somebody in the head and it would be like a, almost like, again, I'll reference Django at the end of Django when he's like shooting all those guys. And it's just like, like making these crazy noises. And it looks like it's like the consistency of like,
0: like dense maple syrup or something. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, there's definitely just a lot of blood, a lot of like half shot off faces.
1: Some full head exploding. Like he shot she shot that fat guy in the elevator shaft with two handguns and the guy's entire head exploded as if it was like you know <laughs> like scanners it, or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly <laughs> exactly like the scene from scanners. <laughs> Didn't you? Oh shit. Uh <laughs> So yeah. If you, anyway, f- if
0: you find gratuitous extreme violence definitely hilarious, not for you this one
1: or oh yeah, if you find it hilarious, then. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, other than that, there wasn't really.
0: I mean, it, there's it, nothing special about it. It's though, kind like, of like one of, the, one of those movies. I wouldn't say that it's so bad that it's good, but it it like it it's very It doesn't no, take itself seriously. Yeah, though. it knows what it is and and you know presents itself accordingly, and so it's it's easy to. To like to yeah. just kind of like go with it. Now, am I gonna run around and tell people like, "Oh, you got to check out this movie"? No, you know. It, there's specific people maybe you would tell sure. to check out this movie if yeah, they yeah. hadn't seen it. Exactly. It's it's, you know. There's some bands you listen to and you're like, everyone should hear this album. You know, like I hear Bonnie Bears' last album, and I'm like, everyone should just check this out once or something. Yeah, you know, but. If uh, if Thursday drops a new record, I'm not running around town being like, everyone, listen to this Thursday record immediately. Yeah. You know, it's very genre specific.
1: Yeah, it's kind of niche.
0: Yeah. So I would say that this is, you know, to, to my more, um, I don't know, nerdy fan expo-y friends who are into that sort of thing, check this out. Not so much comic books, but just like the hilarious extra violent type movies. I mean, it's no coherence, as you said earlier.
1: Yeah, but it was, I don't know, it was kind of, it was pretty much an enjoyable watch. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, that's really, I mean, I was thinking about, like, I was kind of comparing it mentally to other, like, kind of over-the-top, like, hyper-violent movies, mm-hmm. but I really was only just kind of bringing up Tarantino, because, like, it didn't even, like, even, like, the kind of, like, horror or, like, zombie movies that are kind of over-the-top, I'm just sort of like, eh. There's like a like action movies, I mean, yeah. that are like that, you know? Like old action movies from the eighties where crazy shit like that would happen on the regular.
0: I mean, it's almost like a grindhouse film or something. You you mentioned Tarantino or like Robert Rodriguez or something. It's kinda like one of those where it's like uh very referential. You know, like the ones in the eighties, they they were taking themselves seriously, like fuck yeah. We're like kicking ass and taking names. Yeah.
1: This one was just like... I was fully expecting there to be the grenade in the mouth on the pinball machine at some point. Maybe that already... Did that happen in the first one with... Um, I don't know.
0: What's his face in it? I don't remember.
1: I feel like I remember that because that, it's such an iconic... You know, they made like statuettes, like action figures of it. Yeah. iconic cover. Um, well, I was surprised though that given how brutal it was and how somebody's deeds kind of the way that punisher would kill them that level of intensity of that kill would be like a balanced out you're like oh this guy is really despicable and the punisher would really fuck him up yeah and there's like a dude that like ate that guy you know and is just horrible like, the, the the dude that uh, everybody called crazy and he just would, like, fuck them up. Mm-hmm. He just shot him in the head. It wasn't. I mean, given the circumstance, I guess there wasn't much else he could do. But right. it was still kind of like you expected him to do something
0: in that fight scene that would have been, like... Well, you threw him through a bunch of walls. So, the guy just ran away. There's just a lot of superhuman strength and healing going on throughout this entire movie. Because people are just getting absolutely mangled and then walking up and running away two seconds later. Yeah. But it's kind of funny. I mean, it's it is in that same sort of so bad it's good. You know, you, you look at that stuff, you can't help but laugh. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, and wait, it's
1: like you know what it is, though. Obviously, with movies like like even if you didn't go into this movie knowing a little bit what to expect, like movies that set the t- like for me, movies that set a tone like right at like right out of the gates, yeah, it has like the most advice. So. Almost nothing is really surprising to you. You're expecting everything to be brutal, but it's like the movies where that doesn't happen and that when it does, it's like shocking. Like it like jars you to the bone. Like if I was watching a movie that had no violence and then there was just a scene where there's like the two the meet like the meeting scene where he breaks the wine glass and just shoves the stem through that guy's throat. Yeah. Like that would be alarming in any movie that you hadn't already watched like a minute or an hour and 15 minutes of just fucking people just getting ruined, you know? Right, right, right. Like a guy getting blown up in midair by a rocket launcher. If you hadn't seen that already, that I would have been like, oh, shit, you know?
0: Yeah. But like... It also would seem oddly out of place.
1: Well, yeah, but like that's why it works, I think, so well in so many gangster movies, because there will be situations where... Like an hour of the movie has gone by, and all these people are really scared. Or like Drive, for example, like when yeah. Alberta uh, <sighs> fucking whatever when he kills that guy in the restaurant, yeah, the, the gangster he just like stabs him and then like stabs him like a billion times, and it's like so. Even though there's been a bit of violence, it hasn't been like it's still kind of jarring. You haven't seen that guy really do anything, and you're just like, oh fuck, like
0: that's that's nuts. Have you seen a History of Violence? Yeah. That, that is an interesting, like it takes a turn almost immediately. Yeah. But like on, per, see, yeah. that uses it as part of the device of the film, but yeah, right. anyway. The Eastern Promises was
1: also, I mean, it was also pretty dark and gritty and violent throughout, but, but like sweet the, sweet
0: Viggo Mortensen double feature right there. That, that bathroom that like, or the,
1: like, uh, what do you call it? You know, where he's in the, he's like naked in the sauna with those yeah. like guys that try to kill him and it's like, so brutal and you're just like ugh, this <laughs> yeah. is horrible they're like sliding on the floor and stuff and he like ugh
0: Vigo Mortensen loves to just be naked in movies shows yeah. he's very comfortable with himself His i guess butt. what what
1: is an example of a m- movie on this on par with Punisher Warzone that you think people should check out in terms of its level for people that are fans of as weird as that sounds just like over the top to the X point it's goofy
0: like violence I'm trying to think um something that adds sort of humor into it as well that's why i was thinking the grindhouse films like uh death proof or um i like death proof because the other one actually more so planet terror planet terror yeah
1: death proof was cool yeah death proof was it had its moments of like extreme graphic but like I did not know what to expect going into that movie. I thought it was going to be, like, a typical slot, but the fact that, like, the later half of it is basically... Well, not the later half, but, like, they kind of turn the tables on, yeah, like, yeah. The, on like, the villain. And right. like, oh... And he's kind of like, oh, fuck. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, did you
0: watch them both back-to-back?
1: No, I saw them... Well, I didn't see them in theaters when oh, they had okay. the trailers in the middle. I just, like, watched all that shit separately. Yeah, I can't really... Machete, maybe? Yeah, Machete is... Pretty gross. Yeah, Hobo with a Shotgun. I have not seen that. I haven't seen that either. I have seen clips from it uh, that are out of control. Yeah, I don't know. I like
0: again. It's not really my thing, so I can't really. It used to be my thing. I just can't recall any titles off the top of my head. But it could be because I'm really tired, or I haven't really watched any of those movies in a while. But like, you know, I love a lot of the movies that I love. In that sort of genre, um, like trauma films and stuff. Oh, know? yeah,
1: that's yeah, that's a different yeah.
0: can of worms, right there. Yeah, I mean, I have the Toxic Avenger box set, I gave Daryl the class of Nukem High box set. So, you know, anytime you want to get in, a, get in to that, mm. no problem. Hmm, mm, indeed. Okay, well, speaking of. Mm, our you got to love it for the week is none other than M Night Shyamalan Ding Dongs um, the happening
1: can i just say before we start talking about this movie that when this movie came out i think it became a thing with m night shyamalan movies that like people would like spoil the ending almost immediately like when they came out they'd be like this movie isn't good or like the, you know it was a big deal cuz his movies basically are built around a twist
0: Well, this movie didn't have a twist though N-
1: no just wait though i am getting that's not What I was just going to say is like... Go on. So when this movie came out, I remember when it came out and I was in school, immediately everybody's like, "The movie's fucking stupid. It's the trees. It's fucking dumb. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. Now, this movie is terrible, but before we even start talking about it, I think that it's just like a horrible... It's a cool concept that was done like... The execution was horrible because I don't actually think that's dumb. Like, I think... Yeah, no, I agree. Like, the idea of, like, Mother Nature being, like, okay, fuck humans, you know? And just, like, because there's so many examples of, like, man versus nature where we realize just, like, how powerless we are when, like, that shit goes wrong. But it was just done in a way where it's just, like... Yeah.
0: Even just the idea of them discovering new hyper-deadly viruses in the world is just an example of how Mother Nature just is finding a way to try and fuck humans because... You know that's how evolution kind of herd, yeah, stops overpopulation and all that other stuff. It's
1: so I don't know. We're gonna talk about what we like first, right? That's normally how we do it.
0: Well, no, sometimes we shit on it for a while and then we talk about what we like. It doesn't matter. I mean, look, I'll be honest with you. There's a lot of stuff that I liked about this movie. If you if you like movies starring Zoe Deschanel, that's who that's who it was, right? Yeah. If you, which I well, well hold on. If you like movies starring <laughs> Zoe Deschanel in which she constantly looks at missed calls from Tom. It was Joey. I Joey. Think. Sorry. Yeah. It's all right. Go on. This movie is for you. Yeah. Because... Or just her giant blue eyes just staring at the screen. No. Not even at the screen. So, she has two modes in this film. <laughs> Mode one is, oh, I missed a call from Joey. Let me hide my phone immediately. Then let me spend another five minutes digging through my purse to find it again to see that I have another missed call from Joey and then just hide it immediately throughout the film. That's that's her first mode. Yeah. Mode two is to just stare off aimlessly while somebody talks to her, not looking <laughs> at them or the camera. That's That's what this is.
1: So I only knew Mark Wahlberg was in this movie. I didn't realize it had Zooey Deschanel and John Leguizamo, like all of the other people in it. I was like, what the fuck are all of you doing in this movie? It's so, It well, seems like at that point, M. Night was like uh, still. Yeah, but he just put out signs, I think, which people were kind of shitting all over because it didn't make sense that aliens advanced enough to come to our planet and invade for our resources, but we're allergic to water. Would come to a planet where the atmosphere
0: and the fucking ocean, like yeah, the but planet what? is mostly water. Like, what? I mean, the, look at the actors in that movie. He had Mel Gibson and uh what's his name? Oh, that's true.
1: I forgot. Uh, that it was Mel Gibson.
0: Fuck. What's what's what's? I don't, know. I don't barely no. remember that movie. The guy from um the Master. Philip Seymour Hoffman. No, the other one. Jude Law. No or man.
1: F- fucking Joaquin Phoenix.
0: Yeah, Walking Phoenix. Walking Phoenix. Yeah.
1: Anyway, Jude Law. Jude Law was in The Master. Anyway. Yeah, but well, I guess I guess that's true. But I, it just seemed like a, it seemed, at least Mel Gibson, I feel, has been in some. He was in Mad Max, you know, like he's in some like shit. But like, Zooey Deschanel, I I don't know. It just felt it felt like weird casting across the board.
0: Here's another thing I like about this film. Okay. Like in Transformers. Also, Cameron from Ferris Bueller's Day Off is in it for one scene. Yeah, that's true. Like in Transformers, Mark Wahlberg is obviously trying to show off his acting chops because he is cast in Transformers as a scientist and cast in this movie as a science teacher.
1: He is at his most Wahlbergiest (laughs) in this movie. (laughs) Like any time, and he makes fun of himself sometimes, but any joke where it's like, I'm Mark Wahlberg, you know, like where he's taught. Like, I could not take a (laughs) single scene in this movie seriously because every time he's talking, like he just, like, it was really disjointed. The script, I was like terrible. The dialogue was like very jolt. Like, it and nothing felt natural. it was just bad. Such a
0: hilarious, a lot of hilarious. Yeah,
1: it became hilarious because it would be like, it had a similar, it had similar periods of disconnect as, uh, fuck, what was the movie like two weeks ago that. where there was just weird things just didn't line up. Like somebody would say
0: something and it was just kind of like weirdly well, timed. Okay, so what was the movie? Oh. I don't know. But I will say, so there's two other things that I liked about this film. Okay. Uh, well, when you say that Mark ba- Mark Wahlberg was at his most Mark Wahlbergiest, <laughs> the scene that I lost my shit at was when he was like, they were all getting off the train. And it's like, what's going on here? You know, like...
1: To- I like I like when they were all yelling at him in that field, and he's like, can you give me a second? Can you give me a second? And yeah. he just, like, keeps saying it, and, like, it's supposed to be really intense, but you're just like,
0: this is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> and then the conductor's like, we've lost contact with them," And he's like, who? <laughs> Everyone. Right? So then they're like, they, they, the train just can't keep going. But then, for some reason, they go into this town and everyone's on their cell phones watching TV there's literally no problem so how the fuck did the train lose contact with anybody that then that, moves, <laughs> that then moves into my second favorite scene in which everyone from the train goes to this restaurant and they're all sitting around talking about what's going on. And they're like, oh, we got to go like 10 miles down because nothing bad's happening 10 miles down. Literally, the entire restaurant clears out. Somehow, they all have cars in this middle of nowhere town except for Mark Wahlberg and John Leguizamo.
1: Yeah, where they got off a train that was like halfway to their destination. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh I, oh the, man mark Wahlberg trying to reason with plants and yeah. he's like what am i doing it's plastic i'm talking a plastic plant i'm still doing it uh,
1: oh man there was yeah okay so things that i liked <clears throat> aside from just like the concept which i thought was just like horribly executed there was some legitimately disturbing scenes that were not disturbing basically because of how they were filmed and the, even how the extras acted, like it was just so poorly done. But mm-hmm. like, uh, and also I felt like it was too much right, right out of the gates. Like I felt like I kind of understand why I did it that way, but like it was kind of stupid because after the first couple things happened, like you, st- I stopped giving a shit like immediately. Yeah, yeah. Basically I stopped caring at the construction worker scene, which was like, that was, like, the only shot in the movie where it was, like, that was a fucking disturbing shot where, like, again, the acting was terrible where he's just, like, oh, it's, like, it's like Mikey or whatever and he's, like, we need a medic to, like, this side of the building and then the other guy falls and he's, like, Davis or whatever. Yeah. But then that shot where he looks up and the people are falling off, like, that looked, I thought, like, the people looked just ragdoll-y enough that it was, like, really disturbing to watch. Right. And I think that that was, like where he kind of missed the like...
0: Well, okay. Let me say this for for the people who haven't seen this film. And this is another thing that I liked about it because I like horror films, although this isn't really a horror film, but the premise, the idea is that there is a virus either being released by terrorists or who knows what, <clears throat> excuse me, we know what, spoiler alert, it's plants um, that, turn on some receptors in a human's brain and turn off other receptors in a human's brain such that they have a desire to commit suicide.
1: Yeah, it turns off the self-preservation switch.
0: Yeah, but also turns on a switch that makes you want to kill yourself somehow. Yeah. Um, I thought that was amazing. Like, yeah. there, in my head, I was like, if they had done this in a Final Destination-esque way where it's like each, each act of suicide is like, really sort of weird extreme way of killing yourself which they did a few times like the the guy who like lay down in in front front of the lawnmower lawnmower, I was like oh that's kind of (laughs) cool you know what though so
1: the thing that I thought was weird yeah I think you're right in that the inconsistency threw me off because like Initially it seemed like he was just like like what it's not complex at all All it does is just like like the people walking off buildings, for example, you know, like it's not Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of meditation going on It basically turns off your brain Like the people look kind of like they can't speak right then they walk backwards or whatever and they just stand still for like five Minutes before doing something So there'd be instances where somebody would just like the first one you see that girl just takes the thing closest Available to her. Yeah, she's like in her hair in like the first two minutes of the movie and just like stab yourself through the throat and you're like, Oh, okay. So people are just going to like do that shit. Right. Right. But then there's some that were like oddly elaborate that like to me completely, it's like Tarantino complaining about things and it follows where he's like for the whole movie, it does this one thing, right. Where it just like goes kind of like beeline. Yeah. But then at the end he's like, I didn't like how all of a sudden it would like avoid, like it could detect that they were trying to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. And that was like this movie. It was like the one in Philadelphia where like the cops like, oh, it's chilly out today to the taxi driver. Who yeah. He just somehow knows for some reason. He's like, A.A.J. or whatever. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, could be worse. And then the cop shoots himself. And then there's like an entire line of people in granted, like bumper to bumper traffic, but in cars, which are like killing machines. Right and he gets out of the car, and he picks up the cop's gun, and then he kills himself. Right. But then, like, somebody else who's just been... Like, it just seemed weird to me that it wasn't more just, like... Initially, you see people walking off buildings, and then later, it was just, like, people standing around until tools presented themselves that, like, made a kind of... The feeling I got from it was that M. Night Shyamalan just had these, like, vignettes in his head. He's like, ooh, this would be, like, really creepy scene. And he just kind of was like... You know, he... Individually, you're, you might be like, oh, that is kind of creepy. But, like, it just felt like it was, like, one after the other where he just lined up these ideas and they didn't really... wasn't just well, was
0: weird. Like, so, I did like ha- the scene where John, like, was on those in the car with those other guys. And they just drive into and, the tree. Like, yeah, super fast. Like, yeah. I just go shooting out. I was like, ah, crazy. Anyways, I wanted it to be more... I wanted the death to be more and more and more elaborate because I thought that would have made it at least slightly interesting. Well, there's no no... Like, you'd think if that was the
1: case, there'd be way more mayhem and you never see anything like that. He, he wanted it to be this like epic thing, but like you would think there would have been like fucking planes falling out of the sky and stuff. Well, like somebody get it, like inhaling the spores and like getting on a plane or something and then just like fucking driving the plane, you know, like, And like, they're just cities where there wasn't really, you know, like those people that took the time to like hang those gardeners when they go into the one town and they're like bumping into the car. There's like all these people that hung themselves, but they have fucking garden tools in the back of their trucks. Right, yeah. It just was kind of like, okay, so I just, it was just weird. It just seemed like there should have been more like chaos, like just like somebody being like, okay, well, I'm pumping gas into my car. So instead I'm just going to like pump the gas out of myself and light myself on fire. You know, like shit like that where it was like chain reactions. And it just like, so it was just kind of weird. It got to the point where it became very predictable what people were going to do because you knew that if they were in a situation where there was like the lawnmower one, you're like, okay, obviously even though there's probably an easier way to do it, this guy's going to turn on the lawnmower and like wait for it to like loop around and get, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. it was just kind of like, so that was kind of weird because I, th- and I, I th- it kind of bugged me. Cause again, the creepiness had completely dissipated at that point because I felt like, again, the concept was like, like these people have no control. There's literally nowhere you could go really. Like I, it kind of like would find, that was weird though. How they'd be like, Oh yeah, just close the windows. Like as if that's going to stop, fucking like microscopics you know yeah.
0: like well another thing that i liked about this movie well no i shouldn't say i liked it i just thought it was really funny was how much it like it constantly was shoehorning in information mm. just immediately so as soon as i get off this train they meet this guy that will drive them away from the restaurant and he's just i'm a gardener oh by the way it's the plants doing this okay okay i mean with no basis or explanation. Like, give me some, like, you know, pseudo science or something. It's just like, no, it's the plants. Okay. He kind of did.
1: The guy yeah. who was obsessed with hot dogs, who's also the neighbor in Silicon Valley with the, like, all of the ferrets. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah.
0: But there's no science. He's just like, oh, yeah, life minds away. Basically, like Jurassic Park style, right? And then, then immediately, Mark Wahlberg's like, oh, if we have too many people with us, that's what sets it off. And yeah. then immediately. <laughs> Immediately following that there's a scene where a bunch of people get together and they all just die. Okay. And then they get to that old lady's <laughs> house and she's like, "Oh, this tube right here, it's for talking between the houses." And you know immediately, you're like, "Okay, well no one has that as a thing in their house." So, if they're going to mention that, it's going to be used at a point in the film. Right? It it just like it was constantly throwing in useless information and I was like, "This is But I I oddly enjoyed it because I'm like, this is the worst narrative ever. (laughs) It was also weird.
1: That part, is the movie like completely switched gears because it turned into like a, like they go to this house and you know, in these sort of end of the world type movies, you're like, you know, there's usually a scene where they find somebody else, like a survivor. And then that person turns out to be crazy, you know? But like, for like that 20 minutes of the movie it turned into like that woman was like before she even was affected at all by the plants yeah this is like 10 cloverfield lane type shit they're like the doll in the bed and shit and like (laughs) it turned into almost like a different type of like horror like a horror movie as opposed to like a thriller movie and you were just like wait a minute what (laughs) like what is happening clearly this woman hasn't been affected by what's going on wait how have we not
0: talked about the kids that you just get their faces shot off
1: yeah that was crazy (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was crazy, and how they just like left after they're like, okay, we'll get off your property instead yeah. of Mark Wahlberg being like, I'm coming in there and like fucking yeah. kicking in the door. I mean, I guess that wasn't really his character in this movie, but so what did you like about this film? Because the well, that's what I was saying that like initial scene, like there were scenes that I thought on their own in a vacuum, I was like, ah, this was actually pretty cool, but like you know, in context of the movie, I wasn't taking it seriously at all. And I again, the concept like was all right.
0: Whoa. One other thing that I really fucking liked about this movie was, I don't know if you picked up on this. You probably did though. Uh, at the very end of the movie, after it's all said and done, they have John like was almost kid and they're sending him her off to school. Mm-hmm. She's like, you're going to be late for the first day of school back after the tragedy or whatever. Sending him off to school. What's she wearing? An avatar backpack. And at the time, it was probably M. Night Shyamalan being like, ah, guys, I'm making that movie. Wink, wink. And now it's kind of like, oh, this is where my fucking career goes down the toilet. <laughs> I wink. I didn't wink. Pick up on that at all. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, he did
1: Avatar. No. James Cameron? What? What was James Cameron did Avatar?
0: No. M. Night Shyamalan. No way. No, 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 no. No, 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 Avatar, yeah. Um, Not the blue guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. Avatar The Last Airbender. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, you are tired, bro.
1: Yeah. Well, I've also probably one of the few people that does not give a shit about The Last Airbender cartoon or otherwise. I'm just kind of like... Have you watched it? Well, I haven't. Let me tell you why briefly. Not this, like, who gives a shit at this point because everybody's got a story like this. But, like, basically since public school... I've been working on like a story where I was like, oh, it's going to be so sweet. It was like this epic, you know, comic book and video game inspired story, like art from all the RPGs I was playing, but mm-hmm. it was like based strictly around all of these different communities of people, communities, all these different people, kind of like Shadow Raiders, but like not, first of all, not science fiction. Like it was more like set in like a fantasy kind of realm, but I did this whole fucking, I had so much content. Mm-hmm. that you know sketches and just i was like so into it and i was like one day i'm gonna make this a thing and then at the time it was like there was like totally spies and avatar that's sort of like fran so-called franime where it was like french studios doing like an kind of anime style yeah, yeah which i also didn't like like i didn't like how it looked yeah and fucking it, the, it came out and i was just like Fuck off and then like even hearing about the elements of it i was like no this is stupid he's doing you're doing it all wrong this is dumb this is not the way that you're supposed. This is supposed to play out. So I just like gave up on it and just got crotchety and furious about the fact that somebody did it first in a way that I thought was stupid.
0: I'll be honest with you, I did not watch the Last Airbender until I was at Tom's house, who mm-hmm. will never be on this podcast, right? And uh, he will not be named. He who shall not be named. Um, and he showed me the Legend of Korra mm-hmm. or whatever it is, like the the second series. And that, if you've not seen it, is incredible. You don't need to even have seen Avatar. Mm-hmm. It just deals with a lot of like serious shit, like you know, feminist issues and equality issues, racism. And I was like, whoa, this is like surprising because my my stance on Avatar when I first saw it, like with the you know bald kid, <laughs> I was like, ah, this is not like this is trying to be anime but it's not like this is I don't I don't know if I like this but then I started watching Korra and when that first season ended and the second season didn't start for like forever I was like okay well fuck it I'm gonna go back and watch this other stuff now and I'll be real with you man it's a good story it's a good story dealing with some complex issues
1: yeah but I think you're like the main point is not what it probably is a very good story, but like the point of why I personally no no I, I get it, it. Is because but
0: you, you should check it out.
1: No, never. I'll never do it. Somebody's gonna recommend it now, and I'm gonna have to. But, but it's just like infuriating. It's just like fuck because I had it. So, I was so like sure that like you know when I was at like in my teens or whatever, I was like oh, I'm fucking totally gonna do this. Like when I when I get all these ideas together like i'm gonna fucking fully anyway whatever it is what it is um how do we get on the topic of avatar though oh m night shaman inside jokes wink wink nudge nudge
0: yeah yeah uh, he wink wink nudge nudged the end of his career
1: the other thing that i (laughs) the other thing that i liked though kind of that i that i think was um very predictable incredibly predictable but i was like oh yeah that's cool was that at the end of the movie when it was like, so it's now been three months since the disaster. And like, they have that expert talking about it. And he's like, yeah, doc, we'd believe you if it had happened in even more than just what, you know, even just one more place other than just the North, you know, this huge swath of the United States, incredibly densely populated. Why the fuck would they not believe anyway? Yeah. But he's just like, yeah, if it had happened in even one more location, so, you know, the last scene of the movie is going to be another location like, they haven't taken any sort of precautions, like, they haven't learned, they're just like, oh, yeah, it's been three months, we haven't made any headway into, like, researching how this could be prevented, this guy's like, this is just the beginning, and I did like how it was, like, it started in literally the exact same sequence as the first, like, two friends, except it was two guys this time in France, instead of two girls in New York, yeah, and you hear the scream, like, it played out in exactly the same way, yeah, yeah, Um, and then he just like looks and the wind is blowing and i was like like that w- again it was like one of those things where like in a movie if i had enjoyed the movie that like book ending of it would have been like really cool yeah yeah but like i was just kind of like oh yeah saw that coming but it still would have been cool you, you know like yeah. So I don't know. There was a couple things, but I did not love this movie. I it was
0: Still I, a lot of hammy
1: overacting and Zoe Deschanel. The was so bad, and was, even like the sh- the way it was shot was not good. There was like other than that shot with the people coming off the building, yeah. I felt like it was very sloppy. Like it was like really, it was fucking. The movie's 2008. Kind of looked like a student film. Yeah, from like
0: 1992. And it, but I found Zoe Deschanel like, like super 90s. wooden in the film Everybody it was and, brutal. And then they're like, "Oh yeah, but she doesn't really express her emotions." Right? But at they no wrote point that in after the fact. Yeah, at no point in the film does that come into play whatsoever. So who gives a fuck? Oh, fuck. You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's really, yeah, it was not good.
0: And like John Leguizamo's like, character, he didn't even need to be in the movie.
1: Yeah, it was frustrating. Like, I
0: thought there was going to be some, like, last-minute mathematic revelation that was going to help or whatever. I don't know. And when they all met at that crossroads, and they're like, oh, we can't go this way, can't go this way, can't go this way. I was like, okay.
1: It's just like, and it's another, again, it's one of those situations where, like, you think, like, again, just inconsistencies. Like, it said, oh, yeah, people will, like, say things that don't make sense. And the soldier... He doesn't say like some of the characters say gibberish. Yeah, like they say things that they you're like, oh shit. But the soldier doesn't say gibberish. He just says something where again it feels totally like he, they were trying way too hard. And and Shyamalan just had this idea. He's like, and then the sh- soldier goes haywire and he starts reciting stuff he learned in the army. Where it's but, like, oh, my see, soldier is or my gun is my you know.
0: And it was like, I I thought, come- I thought that he was reciting that to try and keep himself from pulling his gun. You know what I mean? Like I thought he was like his training was almost gonna override it at a point
1: No, I think that was supposed to warn everybody else that something was amiss because this guy was like kind of like freaked out and kind of You know didn't really seem like he was really in control the whole time And then it was just sort of like he was yelling it so loudly Mm -hmm. as he stopped in the middle of the field and I was just like Okay, you know what would have been scarier than that if he just stopped in the middle of the field and said like started reciting some football shit like Ohio 42 strawberry and then just like took out his gun and just fucking like like that would be you'd be like oh shit but instead it's like okay clearly we know what's coming thanks for giving us the heads up so what
0: was your favorite Wahlberg film
1: I don't know other guys is pretty funny
0: yeah I mean that's definitely a go-to but he's he's been in a lot of like pretty good movies though the departed yeah the Departed. I actually really liked. I mean, The Departed. Ted because, was pretty good. Yeah. I thought the first one, The Fighter. Right.
1: Uh, I didn't see The Fighter. What with Christian Bale?
0: Whoa, dude! Mm. Boogie Nights. I got kind of fight movie. Boogie so
1: Nights. Many of them. Yeah, Boogie Nights. The original Mark Wahlberg. That was. But, a, I mean, post Mark I mean, obviously not the original Mark Wahlberg, but like that's like I feel like the beginning of his.
0: No the, Hollywood career was uh, The earnest. Big Chill. What? That action yeah. movie?
1: Oh, the big chill. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm just mean like. Oh, no, sorry.
0: The big hit. Isn't that what's called the big hit?
1: I don't know. I haven't seen it. <sighs> I'm just thinking. Boogie Nights was like.
0: I was like, oh yeah. Basketball Diaries. Right. <laughs> um. Oh, what, what was it? That movie? Oh shit! He was in Fear. Well, this is quite the list. The big hit. The big hit. Four Brothers. Yep. Yeah, yeah, four brothers. Oh, shit, he's been in a lot. What the fuck? There's something listed on his IMDb called, and I'm not making this up, The Departed 2. (laughs) Did it already come out?
1: Pardon? (laughs) I mean, he is the only guy left alive at the end of
0: that movie, basically, so... No, this can't be real. Oh... Okay, it was a sequel that almost happened, and Scorsese was going to direct it, but it didn't.
1: I would imagine he would probably not call it Departed 2, it would probably have a different name, and it would just be a sequel to The Departed with a different name.
0: Yeah. Um, he's a, he's a, he's a like, pretty polarizing...
1: The, yeah, and the other thing is that uh, for the longest time, I was just like, oh, like... What are you talking about? Mark Wahlberg's hilarious, and my parents were like, uh well, he's he's not a great guy." And I was like, "What are you talking about? I've seen him in interviews. He's a funny guy." And then, because I was curious, I did some research. I was like, "Oh, I'll just Wikipedia him." And I was just like, "Oh yeah, I forgot, or not forgot. I didn't know that he actually is kind of an asshole." <laughs> like, oh really? Yeah, he got in trouble for the fucking all that like racist or like he beat that guy up. Like he beat that man, beat the shit out of that guy. Like he got like, I don't know. Look it up. I'm completely just, you know, kind of blown wind out of my ass at this point. But there were legitimately like there's he's had some very questionable behavior in like his like real life. Yeah. Regardless of, you know, so it's one of those things. But I was like, oh, that does kind of make me feel like less... Excited by when you're funny in a movie like the other guys.
0: Great movie. Great movie. Okay. I think that leads us to the point of the show where we talk about our recommendations for the week. Have you a recommendation? Me first? Operation it What? Me first?
1: No, I've, I got one. That was me pointing at you to say that I've got one. Oh, okay. Queued up. Coming at you. What is it? C- coming at hot,
0: Coming at chat.
1: Uh, operation Endgame. We're talking about it. Oh yeah. At the end of the movie. Tell me more. I will tell you more operation Endgame Uh, was a super under the radar, really dark comedy that it kind of has a lot in common with punisher sort of, and that it's super violent. Um, but it's starring all comedians. It's like Rob Corddry is kind of like one of the main guys, Zach Galifianakis, Bob Odenkirk is in it. Um, Ellen Arkin's in it. Uh, fucking who else is in it it's crazy what's the uh what's his name the patriarch from arrest development the actor's name
0: um you mean the uh like the the grandfather
1: yeah
0: oh george senior who the fuck plays george senior and he's in transplant Trans transparent yeah
1: yeah the same guy
0: um oh jeffrey tambor
1: he's in it Uh, Who else is in it? Uh, There's a lot of people in it that you would recognize, basically, is what I'm getting at. Uh, And the concept for the movie is basically there is a uh, underground base of operations for this, like, international network of, like, hitmen. Well, like, they're American, but they're, like, they fucking go all over the world to, like, kill people. Um, And it's, like, deep, deep underground. And this new guy kind of gets the job, and uh, Rob Cordry is, like, welcoming him to the office. It's literally just an office. Like, imagine, like, office space, like, cubicles, shitty printers. Like, that's their base of operations. It's not high-tech at all. Um, it's just, like, a mile underground. And mm-hmm. so, he brings this, this new guy in, who's, like, the new assassin, to, like, kind of introduce him to how they do things. And the base goes into lockdown, so they're trapped underground. They all have to check their weapons before they even get on the elevator. So uh somebody initiates uh operation endgame which essentially is just this protocol for when they go into lockdown um the assassins all basically have to kill each other like nobody only like one can get out it's some it's some ridiculous thing but anyway so what happens is chaos ensues where all of these hitmen are they like split up and they're trying to like kill each other using office supplies and just kind of whatever they can, you know, makeshift weapons. They can I love that. I love that. But it's, it is definitely a dark comedy in that obviously no part of it is supposed to be remotely serious. It's just like a rated R with all of these raunchy comedians and it is pretty funny. I think it's pretty funny and it's pretty over the top. There's like some of the tools that are used As weapons are included, include but are not limited to the uh, cutting arm of a old school paper cutter. I love that uh, a water cooler jug, the jug from like the top of a water cooler,
0: filled. I assume.
1: Yeah, Uh, a staple remover. Um, What else they got in there? I don't know, but it's pretty. It's pretty ridiculous, so definitely check that out. I don't even know where... I, I just bought it once at Blockbuster because it was like used for like $3, and I'd never heard of it, and it had all of these actors and comedians I loved, and I was like, how have I never heard of this movie? And I was not disappointed. So, yeah, Operation Endgame, check it out.
0: I really want to see that now.
1: Well, I have it, so I can bring it before I mean, our next recording I, session.
0: I'm a big fan of... Things with improvised weapons. We were talking when you initially mentioned all the it to Bourne me. movies. Yeah, well, when he fights with that book, it's like incredible. Um, but also uh, that Denzel Washington movie, um, The Equalizer. The Equalizer, where he's just like in a uh, in a suite. American Ultra. Oh yeah, there's exactly. a lot of examples.
1: Basically, any movie where somebody's been trained by the government to be a killing machine.
0: I love that. So. My recommendation for the week, I'm not sure what to choose. I feel like I should choose music because it's been a while since I have chosen some music, and I almost want to just throw down the new American football track. Yeah, do it. Fuck yeah. Because I feel like most people probably don't even know what
1: that is. You can't go wrong. You cannot go wrong.
0: Yeah, okay. Let's just fuck, fuck it. You know, let's just do that. So there's this band, American Football, uh, created by two brothers who front a lot of other very popular... No, that's not the right word. Very... uh, Respected. Respected. Very well-respected and critically acclaimed um, post-hardcore slash emo bands. And it was just announced that they've reformed The only record they ever put out was a record that they both recorded before leaving for high school in their house, playing all the instruments I understand, if I understand the lore correctly, and never intended on touring it or doing anything with it. And now what, like 18 years later, some ridiculous shit like that, they're like, okay, now's the time. I cannot wait. When did it come out? It wasn't 18 years ago.
1: 1999 or 2001.
0: Something like that, yeah
1: damn 2001 sounds more accurate
0: damn well close 15 years ago
1: uh i also just pulled that number com- directly out of mass, so i have no idea that just sounds sounds right it's probably not even that it's probably like 2003 or something but anyway it's great check it out also no that's it that's all i got <laughs> oh, okay. okay. oh no that's not true next week's content mm-hmm we're gonna we're gonna let let the people know so that they can
0: yeah. watch along with us, right? Yeah, let me know too.
1: Uh, I believe it was for the you gotta love it Soylent Green. Yes.
0: And there's a twist in that movie. Yeah. If you don't know it, then you probably have not been paying ro- attention. A, 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 to you've been living culture. under a rock
1: for well, since whenever this movie came out. Yeah. Um, and the hidden gem is i'm having a hard time remembering it just give me a sec while i reference my notes. rosemary's baby rosemary's baby correct so two kind of creepy in their concept well one's really creepy in its concept Ah, they're both very creepy conceptually but in execution one it remains to be seen if it's creepy the other i know is probably gonna give me nightmares
0: well i I feel like um well, yeah, Rosemary's Baby is definitely gonna give us nightmares, but uh, <laughs> great. I, I feel like Silent Green, to me, it's like on par with the original Planet of the Apes. Like the ending mm-hmm. is basically just kind of the same thing, where it's just like they've
1: he, done it, you he, bastards. He's a, he's a, he's a bas- yeah.
0: yeah. Anyway, I digress. Let's end the show. Bye.
1: Every sign points behind me If you need me don't
0: You can't trust a man Who can't find his way home My impaired intuition Is telling me Just give in If you find is happening